Alright, run it. Welcome to the Aka Minority Podcast, episode 27. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, aka Steve Avery, and she is the untouchable, uncrushable, the impeccable Lady Godiva. Welcome. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty fine. Just let y'all know we're doing this podcast outside. So if we just randomly stop talking and you hear like some running, that's because the coyote snuck up behind us. <laughs> just be forewarned. We're outside because it's a it's a nice it's a nice summer day. It's hot as hell, but we're feeling really naturey right now. <laughs> yes, we love nature. <laughs> And like always, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you share it on all social media and you tag us in it. We're on all social media platforms as The Awkward Minority. That is Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. And also use hashtag The Awkward Minority to join in the conversation about this podcast episode and anything else pertaining to us. And we always check it and we will respond back. So, you know. That's yeah, I'm, fun, guys. Like, come on. Right. I love the feedback and the interaction is awesome. <laughs> I love the tagging of stuff. Like everything that we're going to talk about today has been because people have tagged us in it. Like, so all these topics are from tagging of Instagram posts. But before we start the podcast episode, I want to give a shout out to um Roy Woods. He just put out his debut album. Darkest before darkest before dawn. Y'all should check that out. Um, if you like his music, he's been posting on his SoundCloud. Is more of the him and it's more of him and the Drake. The um was no need to pretend she got a little bit drunk with her friends. No, every lost girl I know that's over twenty six. Every you know that's that shit. That that song with the drama song. Um, the drama song with Drake. It's more of that as as opposed to his I'm gonna get you going. You know he's trying to sound like Michael Jackson. <laughs> like he like he really like shout out to him like it's a good song but i'm like i can't i can't take a whole i can't take a whole i wouldn't been able to take a whole album of invitation michael jackson right <laughs> i'd have been like hell I'm like come on man like you can because you can the boy can actually the boy can sing like i was saying if drake put some money behind roy woods then he's gonna go some places because he can really sing matter of fact just put shit make drama pop off because that's a good ass song no need to pretend she got a little bit drum with a friend. She got a little bit drum with a friend. That shit is that shit is pretty good. And also shout out to Big Crit. Big Crit right now as we record this is um he started he just randomly was like okay at twelve I'm gonna post a new song on the hour every hour till twelve at night. So he's been posting a song on the hour every hour since twelve o'clock this morning. But by the time y'all listen to this podcast, it'll be the next day. So y'all can go to planetofthesanquon.com, S-A-N-Q-U-O-N, and listen to the whole mixtape. That shit is fire. Yes, it is. Because this he he going like he's using because the theme is 12 for 12. So he's using themes like he's using um he's using players that famously wore 12, like John Stockton, Aaron Rodgers. Terry Bradshaw. He also put up on um, Michael Jordan because one night Michael Jordan wore number 12, which confused a lot of people because I was like, why you got Michael Jordan wearing 12? Like Michael Jordan 
wore 12 one night because somebody like stole his jersey or some shit because they thought it'd be funny anyway but yeah y'all should check that out it's called um 12 for 12 it's called 12 for 12 it's like this is just this is just the podcast episode of shouting out albums and mixtapes because Logic got a mixtape out called Bobby, but yeah, Bobby Tarantino. He got a mixtape out called Bobby Tarantino. Y'all should check that out. Forty, I want to say, I want to say, forty-four bars is the best out. Is the best song on there. Like, I, like, like me and Lady Godiva were listening to that one before we started the podcast. What you think about that song? I really liked it. I liked the beat. I liked his rap, his lines, the lyrics. As a whole, it was a great song. What about you? <laughs> I, I like that. I showed I showed her so I know I showed her what um logic looks like and she was like, oh my god. <laughs> no hate, no hate. It's, it's awesome. no hate, but cause cause when you hear logic rap, he sounds cause logic doesn't sound the way that he raps. Like like if I had to compare logic the way logic logic sounds like he's just this rough, edgy person. But when you see him, you're like, God Lee, God Lee, Charlie. Like because like, like his like you would if like it like I want y'all if y'all have never seen um logic before, I'm gonna put it on the post that goes along with the um with the podcast information. But I want y'all to Google Logic right now, like pause the podcast, Google Logic, and then that's what we're talking about. Like you would never guess that you would never guess that this man is half black. Like he's half black, like he's actually half black. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I was like, You sure you got the right picture? I mean <laughs> <laughs> No, but he's really good. But he does look like you know, a high school student that's in the corner, that's shy, but once he opens up, like you're like, because <laughs> he, he did because going back to 44 bars, he does make reference to um that he really doesn't really fuck with the world, which is which I, I feel you on that, man. Fuck yeah. these crazy people. These people crazy. Stay the <laughs> fuck with <me> now. <laughs> you know, so he does make reference to that. But he's like, oh, but since I rap, people thinking that I'm so open. But yeah. Um, my favorite my favorite song on the on the mixtape is um Super Mario, Super Mario World. Cause he'd be like, Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my god. And you be like, Yeah, that's lit. That's gonna be the end. That's gonna be the hook. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Oh. The way he does the way he does it with the beat or whatever, it was pretty funny. And he has this <laughs> one line going back to him looking really whitish. He has this one line, he goes, um, you should call your album a fish, cause it'd be flopping. He goes, <laughs> It fucking sucks. I was like, oh I cried laughing because it, it was so random. He was like, "You should call your album a, a fish out of water." You should call your album a fish out of water because it'd be flopping. <laughs> fucking because it fucking sucks. Who like, oh, granddaddy rapping now? It's because <laughs> no, the, the mixtape like Logic's been doing this for a minute now. His his music, I love I love his music because it's. It's pure. He's not talking about shooting you or nothing or none of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you it, it fucking sucks. I'm going to start saying this to the people. You should call your album, especially some of the stuff I heard this weekend. You should call, your, you should call it a fish out of water. Why? Because if you flopping, it fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Logic, because that, that's going to be my line. But like, um, I think we're the weirdest people on earth. <laughs> whatever shit logic gets us, because I'm pretty sure logic enjoys this. Now I'm just stuck with you. Man, if y'all listen to the Akamai Nord, then y'all know we goofy as fuck. I can't help. I, we're not thugs. We can't. I can't help it. That's <laughs> that's one thing I was thinking about earlier was um, 
you know how people always want to be thugs? Like a lot, a lot of suburban people I grew up with, they want to be thugs. It's like, we grew up in the suburbs. Why do you want to struggle? Like what the, I, I didn't see people talk about struggling. I didn't see a lot of interviews with people talk about struggling. That don't sound like fun. Do it sound like fun to you? Nope, not at all. I don't want to go there. Right. Like, I think Marshawn Lynch was like, he had to always check his cereal. Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. He probably got like a hundred million dollars now for the NFL. Hold my dick. Yo, my God, I got to show you this Marshawn Lynch clip or whatever where he was running for a touchdown and it's uh-huh. this voiceover with this really ghetto dude. And he was like, get off me, little boy, little boy. Yo, you think you can hold me, nigga? No. Hey, Darren Sharper, hold my dick. Like, because <laughs> he jumps in the end zone backwards and like he's holding his dick. Oh my God. Marshawn Lynch is a fucking beast. Marshawn Lynch is a god. Like, let's be clear. <laughs> I call a lot of people gods. But I mean it. I mean it hyperbole. I don't mean it. I don't mean like they're actually the god because we all know she's a black woman. She don't play that shit. But <laughs> but yeah, Marshawn Marshawn Lynch be talking about um the roaches or whatever, and I'm like that sounds horrible. So it's like, dude, question: Do a lot of y'all not watch gangster movies to the end? Because what happens at the end of a gangster movie, Lady Godiva? Everybody gets shot. Get shot deep. Fuck up, like spoiler alert, Scarface gets his back blown the hell out by by dude that came up behind him. Sure, Scarface killed a lot of people in the um in his house, but he was so coked up on drugs, he gets shot in the back. Dead. What was the what's the what's the to quote the great to quote the great philosopher T.I. Everybody wanna be a killer till they meet one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, like I really think a lot of people watch gangster movie and they be like, hmm, you know, I want to be gangster. And they're like, they like in the middle of the movie, they just stop watching. Like Boys in the Hood. They don't watch Boys in the Hood to the end. They probably think Doughboy. They don't even know Doughboy died, like got locked up. They don't know Doughboy them died, got locked up. They don't know Ricky got shot in the back because he don't know how to zig and zag. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't watch Minutes to Society. They don't know. They don't know. Man, they, they, they don't know because they don't watch. They don't. Obviously, they don't watch these movies. I don't know. It's like they pause them in the middle. Like, OK, that's enough for me to get inspired to go sell some drugs. Like, I'm not selling no drug. I'm not touching a drug. It does. It does inspire you to want to slap somebody, though. <laughs> but me, man, that's like this. That's like, yeah, dude's like want to go whoop somebody's ass. Like, but I'm like, like past the point. To me, to me, to me, having the knowledge or the foresight that you'll go to jail, and they 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 like the touching your booty in jail. Like I I'm, I'm I don't want to go to jail. Like I'm good. Like I'm. I know. <laughs> hell, by hell, by like you're not about to be touching me. I shit myself before it happened. Like I'll be. <laughs> Yo, I had this theory if I was to go to jail that I'm never taking a bath ever. Like. Oh my goodness! You I know. Said, uh, funny that you said that because I saw a video the other day of a woman that's actually in jail that got creative in in creating a uh, she invented a strap on <laughs> what the a strap on like a strap on dildo yeah with um a, a pad a rubber glove and one of those you know those like stretchable bandages that you wrap around like whatever hurts you your wrist or whatever yeah. and she she did the thing. I was like, okay. <laughs> she is doing the most. Like, from what I have seen on Orange is the New Black, oh, my God. Like, Orange is, on Orange is the New Black, 
the um the really butch lesbian um her name is Boo. She had like um stole a a, a screwdriver and she used the the handle part of the screwdriver with a rubber glove because protection is important in life. No glove, no love. She puts the rubber glove on the handle and then she starts to yeah. This is start to yeah. Oh, they, they creative. They create. They creative as fuck in jail. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you in jail. You gotta get it how you get it. I get. I can. I, I, I guess. guess. I guess. This. This. I want to know. None of this was a topic for the show, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> Not even at all. I just want. I just wanted to say that Big Creek had an album coming out. Roy Woods had an album coming. Got. I mean, that Big Creek got his mixtape. Roy Woods got his album. Logic got his mixtape, and I wanted to tell y'all that um, our Summer with Miami collection for Sancorn is coming out on the fifteenth of July. So get ready to spend some money on our new collection. It's amazing. It's inspired by a crazy ass story that we're definitely gonna have more on soon. But just know that the the clothing collection is going to come out on Sancorn. Follow Sancorn on all social media platforms at Sancoin. That's S-A-N-Q-U-O-N. But um, speaking of clothing, shout out to Kanye West. Always. <laughs> whenever, whenever I say Kanye West's name, I think about um, Lucky I Ain't Had Jay Drop You From The Team, La Familia, Rock Nation, We In The Building, But Still Keep It Basic. Oh my God. Okay, um, no, Javar, no, no, Jesus, Jesus, stay on track, because our show is about to go off into how how Kanye West made a fucking diss song about Chris Humphreys talking about you lucky I ain't had Jay drop you from the team, because you know Chris Humphreys was married to Kim Kardashian, his wife. Right. So he was like, lucky I ain't had Jay drop you from the team in a damn rap song. Like, what, the, what kind of shit is that? He said, you look at your Jay dropped me from the team like familiar. Rock Nation, we in the building, but still keep it baseline in the parachute. Floating on the parachutes, $10,000 parachutes. I made it to the Bears, Paris News. Don't talk about don't talk about style or I embarrass you. Shut the fuck up when you talk to me. What? How are we going to do that, Kanye? How are we going to shut the fuck up when we talk to you? Shut the fuck up when you talk to me before I embarrass you. Can you? <laughs> it's TMZ cameraman was like, oh, yo, Kanye West. This was after he broke the camera. So he really wasn't liking um TMZ. So they was like, hey, Kanye West, how you doing today? He was like, don't talk to me. And he was like, okay. He was like, I told you not to talk to me. Then he was like, I'm talking to myself. He said, don't even talk to yourself. I was like, this little fucker diss me older people. But yes. Shout out to Kanye West. A lot of people wanted me to explain what I said on um, Instagram. They wanted me to go into greater detail because I had posted the congratulations. I was I was trying to I was trying to put into comparison how big of a deal it is with Adidas. But okay, and this is this is no insider. Inf- well, I get if it's insider information, then y'all, I don't y'all need to listen hard enough because sometimes I tell y'all shit. Sometimes y'all don't listen. But anyway, when Kanye West was with Nike. All Kanye West wanted was um, royalties for the shoes he made. I know he made the Yeezy one and Yeezy twos. Now Nike has this policy in place. I don't know right now they currently still have it because I don't have any affiliation with Nike anymore. So, <laughs> yo, shout out to Nike, shout out to Van, 
fuck and like you know like anyway anymore so i you know so they had this um this um this policy in place that if you were not a athlete you did not get royalties on your sneaker sales so they just pay Kanye West up front you know let him do what he do and the sneakers as i know Yeezys are a popular shoe so when he was in negotiations you know for a longer deal he wanted royalties for his um for his um for his for his sneakers and nike told him like well you're not an athlete so we're not giving you sneak we're not giving you um royalty checks we're not doing that that's when nike was uh, not nike that's why um that's why like which which is which is always bothersome about me when it comes to Kanye West is like a lot of us like a lot of us that's in the industry we know what the hell he's saying but when he says that he says it so out of context that nobody like nobody knows what he's saying because he'll just he'll just say it because that's why he in his um his breakfast club interview when he was like i told nike i played one-on-one with myself in the garden that's what that's what like it was um it was weird to people that's what like it was like so a lot of people it was weird like what the fuck are you t- you just randomly saying you play one-on-one with yourself so but, but basically what he was telling nike is i don't have to be an athlete to get rosy chase because i perform as in my perform my, my basketball game is one-on-one with me and myself me in the stage the microphone the beat the you know the lyrics so nike didn't want to give it to him and everybody said that kanye west should just take the damn money and shut the fuck up and he don't know what he's doing when it comes to fashion i love how people that know nothing about fashion or work in the fashion industry was trying to tell people there's no such thing as gatekeepers and mark echo was like yeah it is gatekeepers y'all like shut the fuck up mark echo we know more than you even though we have never worked a day in fashion but we know more than you mark echo shut the fuck up so you know <laughs> i really ha- i really hate people on the internet because they swear they know more shit than you no. Like excuse, excuse the person that that works in the industry every day. We don't know nothing. We know nothing at all. You <laughs> know more than me. But anyway, so he took so Adidas offered a deal. I guess I basically giving him royalties and shit. So you know he put out the Yeezys, blah blah blah. So all his clothing, even though we we hate the clothing. What you call the clothing? Homeless. <laughs> the homeless line. The homeless runway, whatever. Yeah, the homeless line. So, you know, we don't like the clothing, but the clothing sells out. So what Adidas did is, because remember I told y'all a couple podcasts back that Adidas is starting to take to overtake Nike, which is evident because Adidas stock is really fucking high right now. And um, Nike is slowly declining, like as far as like the culture goes, but I'm not going to touch into that. But anyway, they offered Kanye West his own division of adidas like you know how like michael jordan you know how michael jordan has mike the brand jordan brand right that's what they're giving kanye West. that's what they're giving kanye west is going to be kanye west clothing i mean kanye west kanye west can do whatever the fuck he wants to do as far as fashion goes it's the kanye west brand in conjunction with adidas now a lot of people was like oh but you know nike gave lebron a billion dollars nike may have gave lebron a big ass contract but nike doesn't trust lebron's brand enough to just make it its own entity whereas have a store where it says nothing i mean we have a store where it says where it sells nothing but lebron clothes nothing but lebron shoes adidas giving kanye was that adidas said you can have your own store you're going to sell activewear I don't know right now it's gonna have the homeless clothes in there, but it's gonna have the active wear. He's gonna make shoes, active shoes. So he's gonna make so all this stuff you've been getting from getting from Kanye West is gonna be times a million, like ninety times ten. So it's this is a big deal because the last time this was done was thirty two years ago with Michael Jordan. 
Uh-huh. Adidas don't Adidas. This is this is this is unheard of from Adidas. Adidas is more of a play it safe or happy being number two. But I swear they listened to our podcast when I said it's time for y'all to take number one because now they're going and they're doing what needs to be done for them to get to their number one spot. And that first step in getting to their number one spot is you got to give Kanye West what he wants because he he sells out. Like a lot of people want to say Kanye West crazy, Kanye West is mental, Kanye West is an egotistical maniac, but does he does he move the units? Does he move the units? I know, right? Ooh, you hear that thunder. We're going to get struck by lightning out here in these streets because we real, because we gangsters. We gangsters. We don't, we don't watch the whole movie. We only watch the beginning, the middle. We said fuck the end because we already so inspired. We about to go out here and do some gangster shit. I'm just, I'm totally just joking. We don't really, we don't condone. Don't be out here shooting each other. It's too, you know how frustrated you got to be to be out here beating up somebody in the hot ass sun. I know, right? Sweating and shit like that, nah, bro. Like I, I fight you in the winter, bro. Me, 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 me in the winter. But yeah, but yeah, that's um, that's that's Kanye West's deal with Adidas. It's gonna be he's gonna have a chain of retail stores, not one, not two, not three. He's gonna have like fifteen stores, fifteen stores that sell nothing but Kanye West. Think about it. They the they the last person to get that was thirty two years ago, thirty two years ago. So it obviously doesn't come along often. Right. So congratulations to him for that. Congratulations. He already knows we love him. <laughs> he, he shouted us out on the song. He quoted us on the song. Praise know, right? I'm about to hit the yay button. That's us. That's us, by the way. Y'all didn't catch on. That's that's uh, that's a line we use a lot. And he quoted on the song. I know. That was awesome. I still can't. Grammy. They don't think I want a Grammy. They ain't gonna think I want a Grammy. Shout out to Future. Future, Future speaking into two existing for us. Come like, they gonna think I want. Man, I'm gonna be acting really ignorant. Like, you know how Drake is, like, drinking out of his Grammy, drinking out of his Grammy? Yo. <laughs> Don't touch my Grammy unless you got a Grammy. Matter of fact, put on gloves before you touch my Grammy. And it better not be that grand. It better not be them gloves from Orange is New Black. Touch my Grammy with the gloves that I provide to you. And don't touch my Grammy too long. And don't look at my Grammy because they don't want to see you. True. I'm going to be ignorant. Let's be clear. I'm going to be fucking ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want to talk about the BET Awards? Yes, I would like to go into the BET Awards. Okay, kick us off. What you got? Well, I have to say hats off to each and every person that performed that night. They did a phenomenal job. Um, Sheila E., Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, J- Janelle Monet. um, Bryson Tiller. Wonder. Who did you say? Sorry. Bryson Bryson Tiller performed. Oh yeah, Bryson Tiller, Bilal, Erica Badu. Um, Tori Kelly. Yeah, people be forgetting Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly got up there. Yeah, she did. She she performed with Stevie Wonder. She did great too. Her voice is beautiful. Um, I like how they collaborated. That was nice. Um, Jennifer Hudson, you know, it takes her five years to get to that powerful note, but when she gets to the powerful note, good God, <laughs> I felt, I felt <laughs> like I got, stand up. <laughs> she's like, I got one, she's like, I got one level. I got one level. 
power. <laughs> I was about no, to make it. A- I felt really good about like I felt like Prince was spirit was in in the room like in in the area the space it was really really nice. Man, listen, I talk so much shit about BET. <laughs> they retweeted <laughs> us. They retweeted us, which made me feel bad. Cause, but I talk so much shit about BET because they never come correct. Like I remember they said when they I, um sorry like Atari when I was talking about Madonna. Billboard. Oh my God. I'm having nightmares. Take it back, mommy. Take it away, mommy. But okay, 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 okay. Um, that's out of my mind. But yeah, I was talking about Madonna's um Prince performance. I was like, that shit is shitty because it seemed like it was more about her than than Prince. So I said how BT was like, they got us. I was like, I hope they got us. I hope they do. I was like, I hope. Cause at first they at first because at first they said they got us and then they had like D'Angelo performing. They're like I like D'Angelo, but he already did his um his Prince performance and we already seen that. Like what else? What else are you gonna get neck and go? <laughs> like no shade to him, but like I like I like a lot of us was trying to explain like like a lot of people was wild and it was like yo is Beyonce gonna stay for the Prince trip? I was like I hope not. Right. <laughs> No, no disrespect to Beyonce. Beehive, don't come for us because I will come for you if you try that shit. I'm a grown ass. I'm a grown ass man. Little children ain't gonna intimidate me. But not nah, for real. <laughs> Beyonce would not have been perfect for um for a Prince tribute because people would just be like, "Oh, it's Beyonce." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they would not have been listening. They would have been expecting her to dance. She would have been up there trying to sing. But yeah, when when Erica Badu starts singing the ballad. A Dorothy Parker. I was like, oh my God, come through. What the kids say? Come through. <laughs> I was like, come through. And then she right. was just, just singing. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, Erica. Okay, get it, Erica. I was tweeting. I was having fun. I was like, Erica better sing that shit. And then when Bilal came out singing the beautiful ones, <laughs> when I saw him come out in them hills and that, and that, and that whatever the overall thing that Prince is famous for, I was like, I was like, Bilal came to play tonight. Yeah, it is. You know how like you about to, you know how, like um women about to get in a fight or when they about to get their hair braid or when they about to get to wear a wig or whatever they have their hair in them braids. I was like that man. I was like that motherfucker came through play. He came. I like he came to play. Prince. I was like Prince came to him the night before. I'm like nigga, if you fuck this shit up, I will hunt your dreams for the rest of your life. Like he summoned everybody part. In Prince, Prince was like, matter of fact, he Prince, Prince gave him a check. He said, I want you to wear this. No, you're not wearing that. Hell fucking no. Nah. You're not wearing that either. I want you to put on this because this is what I'll wear. You're not wearing purple because that's too cheesy, my nigga. That's too cheesy. Don't do that. You know, he was just going. I just feel like he went through Bilal's whole wardrobe night previously. I'm like, no, you're not wearing that. You're not wearing that. You're not wearing that. Put on this, boy, and braid that damn hair. You're not going out there with no afro. Uh-uh. <laughs> I like when he dropped to the floor and was just like singing away. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm telling you, Prince, Prince was like, motherfucker, dro-. Prince was like, drop. And then he just dropped. I was like, oh God, this shit. I was like, you, BET. Cause when BET said they was breaking it up, it said, cause when they started the night, they was like, oh, the first Prince performance. Cause they, cause Erica Badu and Bilal was the first one. So I was like, okay. I was yeah. like, wait, what? I was like, Y'all gonna do multiple? Mm-hmm. I was like, why they said they so? Oh, I'm I'm one of those people because BT already tweeted the thing like, oh, what little war show Beyonce wasn't gonna come to? So BT was already feeling they suffer. Like, oh, BT setting they stuff up for failure. All this, all this, you know, all this feeling they stuff they doing. I was like, 
No, you don't need to do separate ones. Just have one. We're gonna enjoy it or we're gonna hate it. Don't don't separate them. So when they brought, when they did, <laughs> so when they did the um, when they did the Erica Badu and the Bilal, was like I got on Facebook and I was like, Bilal is God. Don't let anybody tell you different. What y'all doing? So I, I I was like, they can't top that. So then uh-huh. the next one was Stevie Wonder and Tori Kelly, and everybody right. know Tori Kelly is a black woman. <laughs> that just trapped inside the shot of logic because Tori Kelly and logic are like the same thing, only logic is actually black. Tori Kelly is a white girl that we keep on making black. I guess she likes it because she, if you perform the BT Awards, you forever black now, right? <laughs> like, there, like, like Lady Godiva is Arabic, but I always call her black. See, it's, it's, it is, it's a compliment. I always it, get that. They're like, You sure your dad's not black? <laughs> It's a com- it's a compliment. So yeah, Tori Kelly, her, her 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 white her white blackness got up there, and she was singing with Stevie Wonder, and Stevie Wonder was like, "Listen, I'm sorry for the Billboard." Well, he didn't actually say this, but the way he was singing, he was like, "I'm sorry for the Billboard. I'm gonna sing whatever I want, BT, but I'm sorry, I gotta make it up." Like like Stevie Wonder, like I gotta make that shit up. <laughs> like the roots, the roots also provided background for Erica Badu. I'm gonna throw that in there. Shout out to Quest Love, Black Thought Nados. But yeah, he was like, I gotta, I gotta make up for this. He was like, you better put on some fly. He's like, you better put me on the fly. It's purple. <laughs> like he. <laughs> I love the whole vibe. Even like the audience, you know, they gave their undivided attention. They were singing along. They were all smiling, and they were all just, you know, it was just one big Prince atmosphere. <laughs> You better not be too cool to dance. Who too cool to dance? The Prince. I know. And Sheila E. did it, though, for real. Yeah, like, yeah. I loved that she played the instruments from her heart. Like, she was go- She was getting it in. <laughs> Sheila E. Like I said on, like I said on, um, what was it, Twitter? I was like, my ex-wife came to play. <laughs> my ex-wife came to shut that shit down. She was like, oh, y'all motherfuckers. Oh, y'all motherfuckers doing a Prince tribute. She called BT after she seen Madonna, like, Motherfuckers, I'm in. Like <laughs> Billboard didn't call me. She the fucking. Oh, she the fucking e. She probably broke that hit sliding down the stage, but. <laughs> don't, hey, don't be talking about my ex-wife like that, bro. It don't. It don't fly like that. It don't fly. It don't. This is a no-fly zone. It would be no slander of the Sheila E. <laughs> Open this piece right now, okay? You would not be slandering my ex-wife like that, which is funny. <laughs> Which is funny because um, Sheila E brought out Prince's ex-wife. She also brought out Reggie. She also brought out the um, the New Revolution. Man, Sheila E had that stage door rocking. You know who I thought was kind of out of place? Maxwell. Okay. Yo, why? I don't know. I just kind of felt like he owed uh, nothing. No Prince. What'd you say? I say he owed nothing. No Prince. No, it's. <laughs> Prince wasn't even that old, so I don't know why the hell I was just taking an old shot. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, don't get me wrong. Maxwell has a, a beautiful voice. I love his music, but I just felt like for the tribute, it was kind of like he was out of place. I don't know. I, maybe it was just me. I can't remember. But wasn't like he sing his own song and then transition into a Prince song? Yeah. So that could have <laughs> been, because I was like, Oh, okay, Maxwell singing. Then he went to like a Prince song. It's like, oh, okay, we can do that too. <laughs> like, oh man, yeah. we can. He's yeah, like, he's like, I need well. promotion right now. <laughs> like, this motherfucker out here promoting. Yeah, because he did late by Ocean. 
Right. I'm in the middle of like this some this listen, children, this that good music, you know, Lake by Ocean or whatever. And then he just goes to sing and press. I'm like, Oh, that that works. All right. And I like it. I liked how Tori Kelly also was kind of like a backup singer for Jennifer Hudson. I don't I don't know if you saw the one clip where they showed she was like in the background. Tori Kelly was like, girl, I can compete. I got some loud ass black black woman in the church vocals, but I can't fuck with you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, give me the chills. <laughs> <laughs> you know who we think you know who a lot of I like that um Janelle Monet came out of her shell. Yeah, me too. She had those booty cheeks. I like, oh God, that shit shocked me. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> that was weird. That was that was like seeing that was like that was like seeing your grandmama naked. <laughs> like, what the fuck, grandma? Put some clothes. It was like, because <gasps> then she made like a. I remember she made a song when she was twerking in it, and I was like, oh my god, I can't take. Oh this. yeah, I forget, but it was a good song. It's I mean, a good probably- song, but it's like, it's it's weird because like I don't I don't know I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, like, I, I, think, I think a lot of the singers are, I don't want to say becoming mainstream, but it's kind of like they not, have not. to they have to compete. So they, they do these like one or two songs <laughs> and then put their, their vibe in it again. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. But overall, BT, we give y'all a lot of shit, but... I didn't. I honestly didn't feel ashamed watching y'all that night. Yeah. Yeah. You got Jesse Williams, goddamn, breaking it down for people out there. I was like, okay, but y'all know, BT had us that night. Now it's time for my. I've been waiting for this all week. I think I've been. I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for this for a long, long time. I've been waiting for some lyrical acrobatics to go on in hip hop since we started the podcast. We almost got it with Drake and Meek, but Meek is not that much of a lyricist, so. He didn't want the sauce and back to back dropped and he got dropped as he dropped as well. But now we have a we have a competitor. You know, you're playing Street Fighter and like your friend, like, oh, I want to play Street Fighter too. So they press start and he'd be like, We have a new opponent. Ding ding ding. In this In corner, hailing all, all the way, way from, from New, New Jersey. Jersey. He, is he is a heavyweight. heavyweight. He is a he veteran, is veteran in the game. game. He, has he has come, come before, before many and have knocked them down. down. We, we have Joe, Joe Budden, a.k.a. Mouse. Mouse. And in this corner, hailing all the way from Canada, we have the boy that killed Meek Mill live on wax. Drake, aka Drizzy, aka I'm not saying your Instagram name because I'm not a woman. I'm not. I'm not calling another dude that his Instagram name. That sounds kind of weird. It's like uh, that's like uh, Cedric Entertainer's joke. He's like, I can't, I can't, I can't call another man delicious. Thompson, what's up, delicious? I can't call another man delicious. It's really funny because um, I was watching on um, what happened to that boy with Birdman, right. and like um, the clips is in the video, and they riding through um New Orleans, and then the bitch, the pit, the pigeons, the pigeons. I was trying to say pigeons, the, <laughs> the, the pigeons, the pigeons, the pigeons start flying. He was like, "Hey, baby, what's that?" And I'm like, "Did you call it?" 
I know, like I know they call Birdman that name, but I'm like, what? Like it just so it just sounded so it just sounded out of it just sounded so weird. Like it sounded like calling another nigga delicious. <laughs> like I'm not calling Birdman baby. I call you Birdman. I thought to be openly honest, I thought Birdman was there in place for dudes to not call you baby. There you go. Anyway, no sh- no shade to push a T. You you my nick. But um, yeah, Drake. I'm not Drake. Joe Buttons recently put out a diss track towards Drake called "Making a Murderer Part One." Lady Godiva. Before I give my opinion, because I'm gonna be long winded as hell. What do you think about it? It was intelligent. <laughs> intelligent. Okay. Okay. You have a favorite part? No. He like his um when he he said he's a wordsmith. He's right, you know. That's a whole spoken word hip hop ordeal. So he he did it. He did his thing. Man, listen. Before I even give y'all my opinion, because I know from the from the many times I have tagged us that y'all want to hear. But okay, I gotta explain to y'all the beef because a lot of people. Because this is this is I'm gonna put it out there. If you was born after '93, I can't really explain this shit to you. Like I'm trying, like I'm being nice with '93 because we both were born in the '80s, so we '80s baby. We get music. I'm giving you the, I'm giving y'all the mark of '93 till. So, this is how we chill from. Okay, to make it like this, if you don't know, this is how we chill from '93 till. If you don't know that song, then you don't need to be listening. Then you, I don't want to hear your fucking opinion on this. All right. Because <laughs> because the, these stands are gonna come at us like, oh, blah blah blah. blah. I don't give a fuck. So All anyway, right. so anyway. For years, Drake has been sneak dissing people and then acting like the shit didn't happen. He's been throwing the rock and hiding his hand for years. And people is letting this a passive aggressive ways slide. Like a lot of people have been letting this passive aggressive ways slide. Like I like Drake. I like his music, but he do act a little pussy. Pussy. Pussy sounds better, right? Yeah. He do act pussy on at times because he he throws some shots at Com and then oh nah dog when Common steps on oh nah dog. So Drake has <laughs> been throwing a whole bunch of shots at Jay Z, right? This, I gotta talk about this before I even get to the joke. So Drake has been talking a lot of shots at Jay Z. He got that um on that summer sixteen. Summer sixteen, nah, Mika, I'm gonna leave you alone because I'm about to talk about actually summer sixteen is pretty funny because in summer sixteen he was talking about um how when he actually dropped back to back, he was in a hotel. He was in a hotel, the same hotel that Meek Mills was in, and Meek Mills was staying in the room under them. <laughs> and they played the song all night long. Wow. So it's like, I told y'all Drake, I, th- I think I said this before, Drake be moving, Drake be moving, make Drake be 10 steps ahead of you when he does, when he normally does stuff. Like he, he, move, he moves like he's playing checkers. I mean, like he's playing chess, because that's, that's criminally bad. And then what <laughs> makes it worse is that when Meek Mills try to drop that diss, that war or whatever, he gonna go, oh, yeah, yeah, you was doing it. Why would you confirm this? Why would you confirm this? Why would you confirm that he was just playing this song, this song that everybody, check a full while, oh, yeah, peace, please, please a lot. Let these niggas near me. Please, think before you come for the great. Why would you let people know that this man played this epic diss track towards you Bag the bag the bag. So when he's saying it's going bag the bag, he meant that shit. He gonna go, but y'all didn't come downstairs and do nothing to us. They not. The, <laughs> let me explain something to me. 
the only gangster person or the only person proclaiming to be a gangster in this whole situation between you, Joe Buttons, Drake, and all this other shit is you. You the only person that's supposed to be quote unquote gangster. So who so who's gonna do the gangster shit should be you, shouldn't it? Hmm. Fucking Drake from Toronto. <laughs> it might be gangsters in Toronto, but y'all know what I'm saying. Drake, Drake is not a gangster. So it's like, oh, but y'all didn't come do nothing to us. Because you you the gangster fool. They disrespecting you. What what? Like, huh? If anything, you supposed to go upstairs. You supposed to go up there and see what's going on. He's not welcome. <laughs> exactly. Like they, I would open the door and just put the speaker there. Like bag the bag. Uh, yeah, it's going yeah. bad. Play it for him at the airport. <laughs> this motherfucker said, "I really don't like. I just, I just, cause he's just a like. I, I really hate these hood people because these hood people act as if the world evolves around the hood. Cause he said something along the lines of when Drake, when Joe Buns had first said something about him." And the podcast, him and Nick, it was like a little podcast. And he was like, nobody listened to podcasts. This man averages a quarter of a million listeners a week. That's a quarter million of listeners a week. And that's just on it's just on um SoundCloud. No telling, no telling what his his um iTunes numbers are or his YouTube numbers or anywhere else, the Google Play. So it's like, what the hell are you talking about, Meat Mills? Everybody listen to podcasts. Just because they don't fuck with the podcasts in the hood, because in the hood, the hood didn't get internet to 2012. <laughs> oh my hey, god! <laughs> this nigga, Meat Mills, out here like MySpace, MySpace. What fuck no MySpace? You know, like my, you know, back in the day, he didn't even know what MySpace was in 2006. He didn't know what the motherfucking MySpace was. Black Planet. What's a Black Planet? This ain't no Black Planet. We're in a white man planet. Fuck you talking some black planet folk. Motherfucker, like what's a what's a Facebook? Motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I hate that because people be acting like, like I don't know what y'all people like and somebody should have checked him. Somebody should have been somebody his his, his crew should have been like, dog, you wrong about that podcast shit. Cause he just said it again recently. Like he's a podcaster. Like that's supposed to be like a disrespectful thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Podcast <laughs> provides the global reach. To your audience on a weekly basis, that's not a bad thing, you fool. <laughs> like, 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 how the fuck you a podcast? Yeah, a quarter of a million a week. That that sounds like a pretty good number to me, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? You best okay. you best stay on your Instagram, Twitter fingers, Twitter fingers, trigger fingers, turn the Twitter fingers. Yeah, you getting bodied by singing nigga. You getting bodied by. Twitter fingers, what was trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers? Yeah, you're getting body by a podcast, nigga. Oh my god. <laughs> I, Joe was like, Joe was like, Meek Mill's doing everything out here but the thing that he's supposed to be a professional at, which is rapping. <laughs> Good. Ain't the type of nigga that'll tighten niggas. Shout out my boss, bitches, wife, and nigga. Okay, anyway. So, Drake been, you know, Drake been doing a lot of passive. That's that's why we love back to back because Drake has been doing a lot of passive aggressive subtweeting. Because you know, um, Drake's four a.m. in Calabasas is um, it takes shots at Joe Buttons and it also takes shots at P Diddy. Because hmm. it was like even the OGs trying to check me, ha 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 ha, which is weird because you're making reference to the time that um P Diddy slapped your ass outside of a nightclub over the um zero to a hundred beat. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see. Like, not only did he slap you, he he slapped you. He didn't even punch you. 
Like that's more. Like that, how you gonna let somebody slap you? Like you didn't even. He was like, I don't even feel like punching you. I'm going to slap you. I'm going to open. That's the ultimate disrespect. I'm going to open hand slap you. And he probably was like, I can't see Diddy hitting people. Cause he's always like positive vibes, positive vibes. I can't see, I can't see Diddy hitting somebody. He probably, he probably slapped you and then apologized to you. Now nah, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna do the joke. Cause I already know, I already know it's too easy, but I'm gonna do it anyway. He probably slapped you and was like, "Take that, take that." <laughs> <laughs> take that, take that, take that, take that. Uh-huh. I'm about to ruin your career like everyone, everybody else does that has been under me. <laughs> oh my god, like I had to do it. I'm sorry, y'all. That joke was too, it was just there. I'm sorry. It's probably been said a million times. He's like, take that, take that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna die. But oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so because on Joe Button's part, because like I, like a lot of people are not like um a lot of people try to act like Drake is not aware of his social roundings. So I remember when um, Drake had left like a comment on one of my v- pictures and like liked the picture of that Sprite or whatever. I was like, oh, the boy. I was like, my, I was like, the boy or some shit. I said something about the boy or my boy or something like that. And then he like his Twitter, his Instagram bio changed to the boy. And I was like, so I'm like, obviously he's paying attention to what people are saying about him. Or just being just being cognizant of what's going on, because on Joe Button's podcast, because a lot of people are saying Yo Drake didn't even diss you at all, but on Joe Button's podcast, he he says verbatim, "I look at Drake like he's the golden child." What does Drake say on 4am Calabasas? They look at me like the golden child. Like how do y'all like? It really bothers me because y'all trying to make Joe Button seem like he's just losing his fucking mind. Cause like how big of a stand for Drake do you have to be that you don't recognize that Drake is actually dissing Joe Buttons? You're like y'all want to say that Joe Buttons is not on Drake's level and that he's irrelevant. That's why and um that's why I like um making a murderer. Cause in making a murderer, that that clip that y'all hear of the when Joe but well um Drake yeah. is like I admire you, you my idol and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He said that to Joe Buttons in the interview on camera. Which makes that shit criminal. Like, which makes that shit criminal. So Drake disses um Joe on 4 a.m. in Calabascus. And Joe was like, oh, that was cool. You know, he sounds inspired. Then Drake, like, he need to let us know, because I listen to Joe's podcast, but he need to let us know he was coming with this heat. This motherfucker just out of nowhere just drops fucking making a murderer. And I'm like, God damn. That's the way to do it, man. <laughs> I just... Lady Godiva, I swear, I just... We witnessed a freaking murder, like... This man said, subs fell short like free throws for Rondo. So Rudy Gay with all the button threats. As soon as we shoot at the King DeMarcus cousin next. Okay, for y'all people that don't follow basketball, I'm going to try to make this simple. Rondo is a basketball player at the time for the Sacramento Kings. Rondo is a very poor free throw shooter. So when he said the subs fell short, like a free throw for Rondo, he mean all these subs you're throwing at me on these songs, it's not affecting me, dude. I it's weak, it's weak. It fell short, like a free throw for Rondo. Then he said, "You're so rude." He's gay, <laughs> with all the button threats. Rudy Gay also <laughs> plays for the Sacramento Kings, keeping with the Kings thing. Rudy Gay also plays for the Kings. Now he's talking about gay, not in gay as in the sense of liking men and not gay in derogatory towards people that are gay, but gay as in, you know, like, you know, like 
the slang word gay where it's like because I because even gay people say it, you know, they're like, that's so gay, you know, like like lame, lame, lame. So it's like you're so, you know, you're so rooty, you so rooty gay with all the button threats. Mm-hmm. He said, as soon as we shoot at the king, Demarcus cousin next. Still Sacramento Kings, Demarcus cousin plays for the Kings. Drake has a song called Six Man, where he says, um, I'm Demarcus Cousins. I'm gonna go Demarcus Cousins on some people or whatever. I'm going I'm gonna go Demarcus Cousins out in public. Like I don't think people understand the double entendres that that um Joe Buttons keeps in his arsenal. Like this boy is a lyrical acrobat. I was trying to tell you, children. I'm about to talk my shit for a minute. I'm sorry. You mind if I talk my shit? No, I don't mind. Can I talk my shit? Look, can I talk my shit again? Even if I don't hit again, dog. Are you fucking kidding? My hat, my clothes, my belt, Louis Vuitton stitch. That it's Donatella Versace. That's Louis Vuitton print. My bad. That was that was Kanye. But every time I say, can I talk my shit again? I think about that Kanye West verse. But anyway, I told these kids, they will talk about some, oh, Drake murdered Joe Buns. Why would Joe Buns put out a diss track? I'm like, have y'all not listened to this? Joe Buns is a lyrical acrobat. I don't care if you only know him from Pump It Up. That's, that's your ignorance because relevancy in rap is subject. But at the same time, you relevant in rap again when you make a hot song. What did Joe Buns go do? He made a hot song. This shit is ether. If you have not heard mute music, one, two, three, four, all love, lost, no love, lost, some love, lost, all, you know, fuck love, lost, because you know he have a love, lost thing going. So it's like that's if you don't, if you're not looking for artist music, that's not that does not make them irrelevant. That just means you're not looking hard enough. Because especially with all this, y'all want to talk about y'all don't like designer, y'all don't like little lottie yachty. I don't even like that dude either. You know the Migos and shit, but y'all not looking for music with substance. Then when you get music for substance, you want to complain about it. I ain't gonna complain about some shit you been begging for. <laughs> I really wish I really wish rappers was rap like in the 90s. Yo, that shit, them motherfuckers be talking about they be rhyming nigga with nigga. Motherfucker, Joe Buttons came out and said, no doubt you got Starbucks with all that Joe in you. And y'all like, oh, that nigga lame, that nigga lame. If you can't understand, then I can I'm here to break it down. He said you got all that Starbucks. You got no doubt you got Starbucks with all that Joe in you. Starbucks meaning coffee. Joe is also coffee, right? But he's saying no wonder you got Starbucks as in you're making big money with all that Joe in you as in referring to him as Joe Buttons because a lot of people when Drake first started rapping or even now when Joe when when Drake really sounds as, as Joe would say aspire when when he really sounds inspired he sounds like fucking like a, a softer version softer voice version of Joe Buttons. Mm-hmm. With the double nut, that go the double nut charges. No wonder you got all this Starbucks without that Joe in you. <laughs> I give y'all an easy one. Y'all should be able to understand this one. Either Jimmy acting or he really miss a wheelchair because you know he played on Degrassi. <laughs> he was the actor on Degrassi. Like y'all not catching, like y'all not catching this shit. Y'all not hearing me. They not hearing me. This is my, my favorite part is when he said, um, "When they roll up, bet dude don't want to live his raps." See that six upside down and want to switch it back, because <laughs> because got this got this one line where he was like, "The six is a nine right now." Because 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 mind you, all this started because Joe Button said that he didn't like um he didn't like views from the six. Now a lot of us say we don't like views from the six because it's an R and B album. Like it's not like like they keep on classifying this rap, but a lot of it is not really rap on it, and he doesn't sound inspired. Drake is making good music, but it's not like he's just running through it. Like for because Drake is a hip hop kid. That's why us people that like hip hop like Drake because Drake is a hardcore hip hop kid. Drake likes Joe Button. Drake's Drake's um Drake's favorite rappers are Joe Buttons, 
Joe Button and Pusha T. If that don't make you a hip hop kid, I don't know what do. Which is funny because when um so he's taking so he's out here hurting. You got Joe Button dissing you now, and you got Pusha T that already dissed you and you ain't do shit. And his and Drake's fans try to act like that didn't happen. Like don't don't pull your blinders over you now. <laughs> what Joe said, since you signed the five guys, guess that make you a burger. What Pusha T said, you signed the one nigga that signed to another nigga that signed to three niggas. Now that's bad luck. Hmm. He said you better Drake do got some horrible ass deals he seemed to be in. Like he he signed a whole bunch of horrible deals. But I don't but I don't go talk about that man personal business. But yeah, this shit, like I don't think people like a lot of people got to get these fucking references. He was like, okay, practice over, black to blacklist, hove nothing personal. This is Red Reddington. Sean, I don't work for you, but I'm doing the work for you. Payback, right his jaw, reimbursing you, metal wall behind his face, spike commercial you. Hmm. On blacklist, they get the um they get the criminal genius to do the government's work or whatever, do the do the work, do the work, do the do the dirty work. So he was like, Sean, which is um Jay-Z, Jay-Z's real name, Sean Carter, is Sean. So he was like, Jay-Z. I don't work for you, but I'm doing the work for you because Drake keep on subliminally dissing Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Jay Z threw a shot back on I got the keys and he was like, "Real life, I'm like Hove. Real life, I'm life goals. Real life, they like me. Real life, I'm like no. You know what I'm saying? Like he threw a subtle shot at him. And if y'all want a more, if y'all want, if for you Drake fans, because I, because y'all, because y'all gonna be all up and I want y'all to come in our mentions because I like, I like ethering people. You see what I did there? I like Ether and people because it was just talking about Jay Z and Nas Ether, Jay Z with Ether. I'm a rapper. T- no, I'm not a rapper. T- I'm not gonna say I'm a rapper, but I can get my double Natandra on too. But <laughs> but nah, um, he got this one because Jay Z also got this one line where he goes um along the lines of, "Sorry, Miss Drizzy, for so much art talk, silly me rapping about shit that I really bought." You know, so like, cause Drake was like, I hate all these rap. Cause Drake be again, Drake be throwing all these subliminals. So I got, I hate rappers that be talking about um, art and stuff in their raps. Like, come on, dude. Y'all sound just like Drake just did, didn't I? Yeah. It was, it was weird. Like, cause it was, cause I, it sounds like I like, so it's like I like Drake as a musical, as a, as a musical artist, but he has to step up to the plate and challenge Drake. Like, if Drake doesn't say anything to Joe Buttons, then I will lose respect for him as an MC. I do not want to hear no more of this Drake's top five shit. I don't want to hear Drake talking about how he's running the game and he's from around here. No, motherfucker, you ain't running shit if you won't step up to goddamn. You either step up to Pusha T, you step up to Jay Z, or you step up to Joe because you're he thought he also throwing shots. He's been throwing a lot of shots. At Kendrick Lamar, you don't want it with Kendrick. Mm. Kendrick is not. It's gonna. This gonna fuck a lot of people's minds up. But Kendrick is not the lyrical acrobat that Joe is. But you still don't want it with Kendrick. Like you can have it with Meek. Like <laughs> Joe, like Meek got Meek got beef with Joe. But Joe was like, man, you can't even. Joe was like, first of all, you're taking all this shit out of context. Second of all, you don't rap well enough to be trying to for this. He was like, you don't. He was like, you don't rap. You don't rap well enough to be participating in this exercise. Oh my God. How you? How you? How you gonna tell a nigga, yo? You ain't even worth dissing. You don't even rap well enough. Like, stay the fuck out of this. And you know, Twitter. You know, Twitter fingers. He been Instagramming fingers. Now he been posting all these pictures. Listen, hear me. 
Money is like pussy. Everybody's getting it. So stop tweet. Stop stop posting pictures of money like everybody else ain't making money. Like this is some new invention that you discovered. Huh. Money is like sex. Everybody's having it. Okay. Ooh, that was clever. Yo, I'm a yo, I'm a lyrical acrobat. Yo. Get me on it. No, I won't be on the next disc. I, I got no problems with Drake. I don't want to be on the next disc. But yeah, but going back to the going back, I'm all over the place. But going back to the disc, he also makes reference to something that a lot of people didn't catch when he said you can't bib bib the bow your way out of this. When he was like, you can't. He was making reference to um, you getting bodied by a singing nigga. He was saying you can't sing your way out of this one. Then he goes on later on, going back to the double entendre when he says you can't trace songs your way out of this one. He was making reference to you can't sing your way out of this one again. But there's also if a lot of people call it Bab Div Debo had three people in it. What Drake did with Meek, what Drake did with Meek was drop three songs and left the beef alone. The three songs being charged up back to back in um summer 16. Trey song. So he was like, Joe, Joe is pretty smart. A lot of people don't care. Like, Joe is pretty smart. He'll say something and it'd be so complex in the double entendres that he'll go back and he'll be like, I'm gonna say it a little simpler on this one. Cause a lot of cause a lot of young people don't know who the Bev Div the Bow is. They probably like, who the fuck is that? Yo, I know, I know Bobby Brown went in the group, but he was a new addition. Did you know Bobby Brown? Oh my god, I'm trying to I'm trying to say this without laughing. Did you know that Bobby Brown first cook crack? I mean, did you know that Bobby Brown cooked some chicken with crack? Oh. When he was 10, he used the, uh, he thought it was, you know, he used the chicken. He floured his chicken with crack. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You were getting all emotional. I'm like, it's funny. Like, what the fuck is that? It's just so messed up, though. Like a grown man. <laughs> so crack just laying around the house. You're like, yeah. Oh, man. He thought it was flour. Yeah, he thought it was flour. He said he um, I don't man. He said he um, so yeah, he made uh, I wonder how that tastes. I don't want to never taste it, but I would love to interview Bobby Brown. Like, so when you made that um, that cracked chicken, how did it taste? Oh, he probably slap you. <laughs> man, I I Bobby Brown, I whoop your ass. Don't play with me. I don't care. I don't care if you did make. I don't care if you did make some great music. I whoop your ass, boy. You know they're making an um biopic in new edition. <laughs> But Bobby, I whoop Bobby, don't play me. I'll whoop your ass. He said he kicked the um a naked Janet Jackson out of his hotel room one time in the middle of the night. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he also said he had sex with a ghost. His memoirs, every little step I take, is is it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's it's who it's some shit in there. He also oh, tried to say that um the first time him and um uh, Whitney Houston did crack or whatever it was on their wedding day, but I'm not believing that shit. Oh man! I, I, I leave, like, he also said that Whitney. I think he said that Whitney used to have sex with Tupac or some shit. I don't know. I don't believe that. Like I'm like Bobby. What the fuck? Bobby did say he fucked Madonna, so that that's believable. But Madonna was fuck. I wonder. I wonder how many people know that Madonna was out here fucking all these black people. Tupac, <laughs> bitch. She fucked Big Daddy Kane. Tupac, Bobby Brown. She was getting around, humping around, humping around. I get around. Ding, ding, ding. You know that Tupac song. You're down with the underground when they come around. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joe Buttons. Joe Buttons has laid down the gauntlet. Now I need Drake to pick up the mic and directly this Joe Buttons. I wanted. I want this rap beef. I want this rap beef because it's not because this is not the type of rap beef 
it's going to end in somebody getting shot because neither one of them are gangsters. Actually, I'm, well, one of them is like, I don't know about Joe Budden. Joe Budden might be a fucking serial killer for all I fucking know. Because <laughs> he's a yeah. Virgo. So as Virgos, we're very strategic in what you have to. Me being a Virgo, I understand that you have to push a Virgo to a certain point for them to snap on you. So you know, they underestimate Joe Budden. I like a lot of his songs, like Castles, Broke, Immortal, Downfall. Like a lot of people don't give him credit at all. They're stupid, cause they, cause they're stupid. Like their re- their reasoning doesn't even make sense. Like, oh, he's old. Well, I hate to break it to y'all, but everybody gets old. Like rap exactly. music, is, rap music is the only genre of music that ostracizes ourselves out of what we want to do when we get older. Like I look at the eagle that at, at the Eagles as guys. John, what um Elton John is still making music, and I love that. That's my. I want to meet Elton John. Like I don't look at Elton John like why yo. I don't go why yo old but making music. No, fuck that. The older you get, the more your mature, your mind matures. Cause y- y'all better go listen to making a murderer. The the more experience you have to share exactly then you could be a fucking lyrical acrobat his motherfucker said y'all think he's so for real i see candy i see candy rain hmm. y'all don't even get like a like younger people don't even get that so for real make the song candy rain so the, the, the y'all motherfucker y'all been listening <laughs> you know what else people don't get and it, and, and i'm getting sick of you gonna tell me like Golden State told you, Arbor, you gotta make a shot you wanna play on the wing, nigga. I just I had to get that one nigga. That's my lot. That's my listen. When he said that shit, it's not even a clever, it's well, it is a clever line, but it's not it's not that great. Like it's it's just a line in there. And he was like, I'm gonna tell you what Golden State said to his team, Arbor, you gotta make a shot you wanna play on the wing, nigga. Like that's a cold ass line. Like it's just a straightforward, like you, he's talking about you gotta make a shot you want to play on this wing like playing this rap the rap pantheon my nigga but but as you were saying that's my nigga did oh my god you know the dude that did the hook on the um that did the hook on they did the hook on making oh, the murder is also the hook is also the dude that did the hook on babylon but okay oh that's awesome that hook is perfect they gonna call me a murderer you never don't this way they gonna call me a murderer don't nobody say nothing don't nobody say nothing like that motherfucker boy get it <laughs> okay 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 back to what you were saying <laughs> it's fine no i liked his part too now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast where y'all ask the questions and we answer them. If you would like to submit a question or you would like to tell us how much we are wrong about saying that Drake should battle Joe Buttons or Jay-Z or Pusha T or anybody not named Meek Mills, our emails are jvars at planetofthesandcorn.com. That is S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. Feel free to email me and tell me I got the hottest chick in the game. No, you have a woman that you find attractive. It's a lot of women that look attractive. I just can't stop taking shots at you because you're a sucker. And I hope she get a prenup. Anyway, <laughs> that is jbars at playtheothersaycord.com. S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. I, I just be on this podcast talking shit. But, um, <laughs> or you can email Lady Godiva. That is G-H-A-D-I-R. At wordsbyladyg.com. That's Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. G H A D I R at wordsbyladyg.com. 
Thank you. <laughs> Yo, we gonna get cl- we want it, bro. You don't want it with us. I get in the booth. I start talking Arabic. <laughs> okay, get to the plot. Get to the awkward mail. Get to the awkward mail. All right. So awkward mail. Our first letter is from Michelle. And she writes, long story short, it didn't work out with my boyfriend and I. He's become an angry and violent person, and I don't feel safe around him. I'm 20 weeks pregnant with our second child, and he hit me in the stomach. Luckily, the baby is fine, but I need to protect my kids. We are not actually married, but we are common law married, and I don't know if that makes any difference in Colorado. I want to take him to court for full custody, but I did a little online research, and the cheapest lawyer I saw was $3,000. I haven't worked since the early part of my pregnancy because my doctors said I was stressing the baby out, and I have a high risk of losing the baby, so my ex and I agreed. I'd stop working until after the baby is born and he would be financially the excuse me the financial provider for the time being well that was a mistake because he keeps getting fired from jobs for theft or not showing up so I can't afford to pay three thousand dollars at least not until I have the baby and start working again is there any help I can get for this any advice I need to figure this out as soon as possible you want to go first? Okay. This is actually a serious situation here. Um, you definitely do not want to be near him anymore. You need to get away as far as possible. Um, first suggestion would be to get a restraining order or, you know, whatever order of protection, whichever term um, you use in Colorado. Um, as far as the child custody... I don't think you need to get a lawyer. I think you just need to go down to your local family court in the district of where you live in and um, ask them for advice or if they have the paperwork available for you to fill out because um, every state is different. So I'm not sure how it is in Colorado, but I would advise that you would go to the family court in your local area first. Um, that would be, I believe, your best bet into finding out the right path as far as the custody goes. Um, you do, I hope you have family that can help you in the meantime, or you can look for basements that, um, you know, they, they rent out for cheap or cheaper than an apartment or, or a house for that matter, uh, just until you know you get yourself situated and get your mind right because it's unhealthy for the baby and your other baby as well, the one that's already out. Um, but yeah, just uh, get away, order protection or restraining order, go to the family court, get advice from there. Hopefully they can give you something for free. I think they do help if you don't make that much money. So, um, yeah. And then definitely, definitely have or be surrounded by people that you can trust. Yeah. What is your input? Well, every time he hits you, you should call the cops to file a police report. 
so that when you do go for custody of your child, he can't compete against it because you're like, he's an endangerment to this child. As you can see from police report one, two, three, four, five, six, I hope it doesn't reach one, two, three, four, five, six. I hope it's just the one you buy from this police report. You can see that he's a, he's, he's endangering the child. Like he's hitting me. He's verbally abusing me. And another thing you have to really be a really shitty woman for um, the state to take away your child. Like that's one, like that's one thing, even like that's one thing that I know about the court system is that even if the 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 they're gonna always side with the woman on this because you gave birth to it so you know it's your child you know it's both your child but you have to really be a a really you have to be on some crack of being arrested or all this other stuff for them to take away your child so you shouldn't lose sleep over that because that's not going to happen but you should document all this verbal abuse all this physical abuse like even if he sends you an instagram message he'd be like you fucking whore and all this other shit take a screenshot it like and just take it in the court and you don't need a lawyer. You just present your evidence. Like he, he's making not a safe environment for you, my child. Look at what he said to me on June 3rd. Look at what he said to me on July 1st. Like you can just present your case and the judge is going to side with you. Yeah, because unfortunately, um, your word is not enough. Uh, the government just needs everything documented. So Jesus Shuttlesworth is correct. Another thing that I actually just noticed and um, I want to point out, do not take any more money from him. I know it's like, yo, he's the, the father of my children, this, that, and other, but that's where the whole guilt trip comes in. And then he'll start saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm the provider, so you have to stay under my roof or you are under my basically power you know, and, and you're basically helpless. If, if he provides, if he hands you money, then he could use that against you at court. If, you know, if you do not document everything else, um, just heads up, you know, so don't take money from him if it's not for the children. I mean, if it's for the children, fine. But as far as helping you out, um, I'm sorry to say, but at this point you have to, Get your inner strength. Think of your babies. Think of, you know, you have to do what's best for them. Get up and go out there and do everything as soon as possible. Go to social services. Um, speak to uh, the court. Definitely go to your the family court. Um, juvenile and district court or, or whatnot. I don't know the system there. But online, usually they would refer you to a lawyer only because that's the way they do it. <laughs> but just go to your local court um, uh, in the area that you live in. You should be fine. And I wish you the best. I really pray that everything goes well. I'll keep you and your babies in my prayer. And um, I hope you can give us an update, you know, that everything's going to be fine. Strongly believe that. You can do it. Yes, you can. <gasps> Yeah, so our second letter is from Ben, and he writes, so I'm getting married to a girl who I met at school. Her name is Nicole in the University of Arizona. Arizona. Most, of <laughs> Most of our family lives in Mexico City. Her dad is a businessman who owns an oil company, so they're not poor by all means, despite what my aunt believes. 
Anyways, my fiance came with my family to a family reunion in San Diego, and my aunt asked my fiance the most offensive question. She basically said, so will your relatives hopping the border fence to coming up for the wedding? What the f <laughs> it really it really hurt Nicole's feelings and I'm rather pissed as well. How should I go about this and should we invite my racist aunt to our wedding? Who do you want to go first? You said, is your relatives hopping the What? People be so bold in their racism in 2016. Yeah. Like, they don't even have to be like, so, is your border? Like, like goddamn, like, y'all motherfuckers, just because y'all think Donald Trump gonna win the election doesn't mean that y'all need to be out here being disrespectful to people. Like, it's just in her face. Like, this ain't even some behind-the-scenes racist talk. Like, y'all just bringing it into the open now. Is your relatives gonna be jumping the border? What? what? Like, That's my love. Like they didn't, they don't even logically make sense. Cause don't you, don't America do a great job of patrolling the border and all this other bullshit? What? Like what? What's, people, she'll swell it down. She's not racist. <laughs> she'll swell uh -oh. you up. And she'll write a fucking three paragraph Facebook post to my house. She ain't racist and all this other shit. But she just asked you. But she just asked you whether not your family gonna be jumping the border. But you know that goes back to we would rather have people let us know <laughs> they're racist rather than them hiding in the closet, you know, or having Twitter fingers, you know? <laughs> Twitter fingers, trigger fingers, turn to Twitter fingers. Yeah, you're getting bodied by a podcast, nigga. But no, seriously. Um, okay, so you take it for what it is. You can't change your aunt. Don't invite so, her. Yeah, I think that you shouldn't invite her only because you're not marrying her, you're marrying your wife, your soon-to-be wife. So whose feelings matters to you the most? Um, your aunt can kick rocks, that's for sure. Kick <laughs> them. Um, yeah, and yeah, just don't invite her because already, you know, the wedding didn't come about and she's already starting trouble. So why would you want that negative energy in your love environment? So yeah, best luck to you and Nicole from University of Arizona and just know that this is just the beginning <laughs> people are going to come at you from every angle just because you're in a relationship and if you're if you guys love each other the way you know it seems that you do then people are going to hate even more and they're going to come at you with different stupid ignorant uh, words to you know they'll have a lot of ignorant words to say and just let it go in one ear and out the other because how many people are we gonna knock out I mean come on <laughs> so yeah that's how I feel you better tell her you'll do payback you'll wire her jaw reimbursing you put metal all behind <laughs> her face fight commercial you you should you should abduct her, take her to the border, and then remove yo, the thing. Yo, hey, 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 hey. No, don't eat no abduction, people. You should just you should just invite nothing but Mexicans to your damn wedding and then just invite her, the one white person. Then let her be really uncomfortable. But no, for real, you can't um you can't invite her to the wedding because now that she done said that that stupid racist shit to your um fiance, now you're gonna ruin her wedding day by having a bigot sitting in the 
you know, now you're gonna have a bigot present at her supposed to be the greatest day of her life. So now you're gonna have a bigot there, which is gonna ruin her whole mood. So you don't need you don't need her there because she honestly doesn't love you. Or she or she she just no, you don't need that bigot there. Because yo, if she wants because like I said, they're getting bold in 2016. So she's saying that to your fiance. Just imagine what she's gonna say when she gets drunk and there's a whole bunch of other people from your fiance's family there. Exactly. You're, you're gonna fuck, they're gonna fuck around and murder that woman. <laughs> but she's gonna say, Oh, did you jump the border? And nigga be like, <laughs> Jump this. <laughs> come on, come on, And then they're gonna whoop her ass. I'm like, Yeah. You be like, Well, my auntie, she um she's currently in the hospital. But like, yeah. They put all that wire behind her, they put all that metal behind her face. Sprite commercial. Oh my god, I don't think I get that. I don't think I get that reference. Because in the Sprite commercial, Drake is like drinking a Sprite and then his face opens up and he's like a robot or some shit. And that's when he said, I read right his jaw. I put metal all behind his face, Sprite commercial you. So, oh my god. But yes, first of all, okay, since she's not going to the wedding, we would like to go. I know. Where's our invitation? Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm getting married, nigga. Okay. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Hasht- hashtag the awkward minority. <laughs> yeah, hashtag us. Awkward minority at your wedding. Yeah. That's really hashtag. Y'all hashtag the awkward minority at your wedding. We're going to do it. We're going to show up. We're going to show up. We'll actually go. We'll show up and I sing. I sing. Lady Godiva clap her hands because she's too shy to sing. We'll get it popping. Belly dance. Be like, me, me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger, so we might as well do it again. I feel you want to go out there and I must confess. Girl, let's just get married. I just want to get married. I said I've done it all. And frankly, girl, I'm tired of this emptiness. I want to come home to you and only you. Because making love to just anyone ain't having it. You know, that, that song bold as shit. He's like, oh, we say, we ain't getting no young girls. We ain't getting no younger girls, so we might as well do it. Like, damn, okay. Um, <laughs> shit, I thought. No, what? We ain't getting no younger. Then you know Run DMC on the remix. What's going on in a place to be? I ain't nothing. We ain't finding Shorty coming with me. Now I done already gave her the keys to the ring and the last name about to change. But with the pep is hell about living. Cause you know he was in the hills in the video looking awkward as hell with his reverend suit on. Like, dude, it's a rap video. Can you take the suit off, bruh? <laughs> What's going on all across the seas? It ain't nothing. I ain't front. I think it said Shorty coming with me. Like wherever, run. Shorty coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was seeing at your wedding for free. For free. <laughs> but <laughs> thank we would like to thank y'all for joining the Aka Minority Podcast for this week. This has been episode 27. Be sure to follow us on all social media. That is the Aka Minority at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, and also be sure to check out our blogs. That is wordsbyladyg.com and planetofthesancorn.com. Sancorn is spelled S-A-N-Q-U-O-N. And be sure to use hashtag the awkward minority on all social media. 
our social media platforms to tell us about how stupid we are. And we will see y'all because it's a fox coming at us right now. Love you. Bye. Peace. We'll see y'all next week. I mean, we got eight.